Oh, hello there, beautiful listener. I'm Paul Jarvis, and this is the Sunday Dispatches. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Sometimes I feel like an angry man shouting into a microphone on my computer. And this is actually one of those times. So stop trying to find the courage to follow your passion. There are countless books and bloggers and thought leaders that will tell you that the key ingredient to a happy, meaningful life is to simply find the courage to follow your passion. As if courage and passion are all that's required and everything else is just some minor fucking detail that will eventually work itself out. I previously argued that passion is a ridiculous thing to follow and can easily end up doing far more harm than good mentally and financially. But its call is alluring, sure. And it seems like others that have done well have simply packed up their 9-to-5 lives, jumped headfirst into their passions, and ended up thriving. But what I've noticed, though, is that there's two key ingredients that most of these successful bloggers don't want to talk about or acknowledge when they're giving their keynote speeches about how smart they were that they took a leap into a more passion-filled work life. The ones that have made it doing what they love have two things going for them first, both of which I believe are more important than courage and passion that they so lovingly go on and on about in their keynote speeches. I guess a lot of bloggers are giving keynote speeches. I don't know. Anyways, the two things that I think are more important than having courage to follow passion, because I'm not a courageous person, so I had to come up with two better things. So the first is, these people are skilled at what they did before they took the leap. So skilled that they were doing well first, well enough that if their leap to something new faltered, they'd still be okay. And to go further into the skill, what they leaped to was completely built off skills that they had that they were currently using that were currently in demand. So they had skills before they took the leap and they used the skills that they had built up and built some kind of like capital with to make the leap. The second thing, number two, the key ingredient, I think, is that they were able to test their leap with a smaller jump before they climbed to the top of the highest platform. So they didn't just willy-nilly jump, even though they probably want you to think that. They did a small jump first to make sure they could land it and not drown once they hit the water. These tests in business leaps involve money. So courage and passion sound better than skills and money tests, right? Like, I know this. You know this, dear listener. I wouldn't even want to watch a TED Talk about skills and money tests. But still, lifestyle bloggers that don't end up living in their parents' basement and eating cheap ramen, no fooling, because good ramen's delicious. So I had to say cheap ramen, because I make a mean vegan ramen. So these people were skilled before they started, and they worked out if their potential passionate life would be financially viable before they took the big leap off the high platform. So even in looking at my own life, and note, I'm definitely not a successful blogger or a thought leader or a lifestyle blogger. I'm none of those things. I'm passionate about the work that I do. And I'm passionate about the work that I've done for the last 20 years. And I know that those two ingredients were present in my own life. So I started my own business doing web design. Only after I became an in-demand designer at an agency, I built up enough skill as an employee until the clients of that agency wanted to leave with me when I quit. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have even been able to start working for myself because I only had clients after I quit because they wanted to bring their business to wherever I moved to. I wasn't even passionate about web design or even passionate about starting my own business. 
I only found the courage to do it because I had people lined up that wanted to pay me from day one. But then I got passionate about web design as I got better at it. I got passionate about business after I started doing it for years, after I got good at it. Then I started to get passionate about it. Then I started to have the courage to do more of it. So when I started selling courses, the same elements were present. I used my skills that I had built up for years as a designer, which landed great clients and got me booked solid to make courses on related projects. So I used existing skills that I had, which were in demand, to pivot slightly, slightly, remember, into products. And before I moved entirely into products, I spent a couple years transitioning where I waited until I was sure the products would make me enough money to completely dive in. So I jumped off the little kitty board first before I climbed up to the top scary diving board and did complete product-based business. FreshBooks can now count over 10 million freelancers and business owners as part of their tribe. How'd they do that? Well, for 13 years, they've obsessed over making their accounting software fast, ridiculously easy to use, and built specifically for creatives, not number pushers. So I can't cover all the features, but you can send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds, you can see when the clients looked at it, and you can get paid in two clicks. So if you haven't checked out FreshBooks, do it. Do it now. They've got a 30-day, no credit card required free trial. So go to freshbooks.com slash Sunday, or just type in Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. To contrast this, since the above makes it seem like I always know what I'm doing, which is really, really far from the truth, when I tried to pivot without related built-up skills in something that I did, which is business consulting, a short while after I started working for myself, I had almost no bites from clients. I was young and stupid obviously, and thought that since I had helped a couple clients with websites, I totally understand how all business everywhere works. Consulting seemed far more fun than doing websites, so I found the courage to start promoting that as a service. Except I was only just starting out my journey as a designer and somebody who worked for themselves, and I hadn't come close to building the necessary skills to consult other businesses. My business skills weren't in demand at all at that time, and I'd never tested them to see if anybody would pay for them before spending a ton of time updating my website to promote them. The same thing happened, i.e. total failure on my part, when I tried to pivot into something I was passionate about without a test to see if money was present, and I absolutely failed. Years ago, I started not one, but two software companies. Yeah, I was the designer, and that was a skill that I had built up and created demand for. But both companies I started without seeing if they were financially viable, I worked for months and months and months with partners on these to make a product that didn't come close to demonstrating a willingness to pay from anybody else. And it led to both of them ultimately and spectacularly failing. In talking about money and testing with money, I'm not even talking about being a greedy capitalist pig either. Money, as Derek Sivers says, is a neutral indicator of value. As in, if someone's willing to pay you for something, they would only do that if they're trading money for something that's valuable to them in return. So I didn't start out with passion to be a freelance designer or a course maker. I didn't have the courage to jump headfirst into those careers full-time either. They both happened slowly after my related skills became honed to a point where they were in demand. The passion for those two fields followed only once I spent time doing those things and getting better at them. And then only... I only moved into doing those things completely when I could prove mostly to myself that they would pay. In contrast, when I tried to be a consultant in my early 20s or start two software companies, I failed because the skills required weren't honed and there definitely wasn't a demand and I couldn't demonstrate that even a single person would pay for those things. 
So courage and passion can be great if you want to take up skydiving or do a hobby like playing ukulele. But when it's your livelihood, they take a far back seat to using skills that you've built up and validate with revenue. And this might seem like a downer of a message too, but it's not. You don't have to waste time trying to figure out what you're passionate about or what you were meant to do or that one thing that's going to guide your life. Those things are pretty much impossible to control and can easily leave you feeling bad about yourself. It's far easier, dear listener, to simply get good at doing some kind of work and then seeing how those in-demand skills can apply to something else. And then seeing in some small way if the idea that you have will pay. Jumping off the tiny diving board first. Thanks for listening. <laughs>